Oh, no. My metronome was on, but I turned it off. <laughs> Your metronome was on? Garage oh. band. I wonder if it recorded it. Well, hi, hey. Ari. It's been a long time since hey. I've seen you. How you doing? How's things? I, you know, just dying slowly. How about you? Dying slowly? Oh, my God. Tell our listeners what's happening. Oh, but ain't that just the way? Doesn't everyone just die slowly day to day? Wow, that rhymed. That was uh, poetic. If you're feeling depressing about it, I guess. Um, Nah, I'm fine. I, uh... You know, the allergies are a kick in my ass, and I'm very tired, so let's do this shit. <laughs> I think I have an episode name for this one. <laughs> it's either going to be, ain't that just the way you're dying slowly every day? Or it's going to be, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling tired and whatever, and I'm, let's do this shit. It's going to be one of those two. That the ain't that just the way we're dying slowly every day sounds like a bluegrass song. I was lyric. gonna say it sounds like an old timey <laughs> lyric that you wrote, played on All like right. a washboard and a banjo. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. You know who wasn't, though? <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> the following podcast is rated NSFW. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a podcast called Title with Elon's sister. And Ari's brother. Give, give us, us titles, titles. And we'll give you stories. We fucked it up. We done fucked it up. <laughs> we done fucked it up. Again. We, we done, done fucked it up. We done fucked that up. Take 70. This podcast is rated NSFW. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a podcast called Title with Elon's sister. And Ari's brother. Give us. <laughs> you tried to jump in to do that last time. I thought it was your line. It's my line, right? No, it's and your Ari's line. Brother, I fucked up titles. last time. <laughs> okay, got it. I thought it was my fault. I, I just assumed it was my bad. Okay. No. This podcast is rated NSFW. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a podcast called Title with Elon's sister and Ari's brother. Give us titles and we'll give you stories. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to a podcast called Title. This is episode six, five, six, six. We think. Six. So this is episode six or episode 29 if you, no, episode 37 if you carry the four and then divide by two. Dude, when we finished the intro, part of me for some reason was about to keep reading what came after in the text box. I was about to be like, what was the OG sign off? (laughs) (laughs) What was the OG sign-off? Those were stories, these are titles, and this is a podcast? Uh, This is a podcast. It is a podcast called Title. We are, yes. Where we have a bank of titles that we have come up with, and as of recent, we have a... An additional bank of uh, titles that uh, you all, lovely listeners, have come up with. So... Thank you for those. 
and we are going to pick four of those titles to improvise a story off of. The way we do this is that Elon's sister picks two and Ari's <laughs> brother picks two. Nice. And saved Save it. it. And then we are gonna roll then we're gonna roll a D4, which for those of you who aren't tabletop RPG gamers, uh is a four-sided die shaped like a pyramid, and that is going to determine which story we improvise. Which title we improvise the story for. There we go. Caught it. All right. So, for today's titles. All right. Today's titles we have... Title one. Moving in transit. For title two, we have Into the Hollow Tree. Okie dokie, and title three, we have Number three, we have a tail. And for title number four, we have... Melody in the box. Okay, that's moving in transit. Into the hollow tree, a tail, and the melody in the box. So what's going to happen now is we're going to roll a D4. For those of you who are not table toppers, that is a four-sided dice. Looks like a pyramid. I did already say that. <laughs> I... Okay, well. <laughs> you know what you didn't say, though? Our challenge word. <laughs> so for today's challenge, we must incorporate the word, the lovely SAT word, which I'm pulling from this box of SAT flashcards, copyright 2004, next to me. Harken back to last episode when we forgot to do this. <laughs> Enervate. Oh my god, that's so hard. To weaken. Many people in the besieged city were enervated by the lack of food and clean drinking water. Wow, these sentences are total bummers. All right. So we will have to use the word enervate in our story, and if we don't, we will be sent to the penalty box. And trust me, we do not want to go there. <laughs> no, 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 not this time. The Melody in the Box by Elon's sister. Oh, is that what we rolled? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I said it, but okay, fair. <laughs> so we will be composing this story for title number four, The Melody in the Box. 
by Elon's sister. <laughs> and Ari's brother. <laughs> the one thing Alice knew was that she was never supposed to open the music box that she got from her grandmother. She had never been told why, but it had been a very hard-imposed rule. You are, to never to, you are never to open the music box. Alice always thought this was a little unfair. It was a music box. Its job was to be opened and play music. We are denying the music box whole purpose by not opening it. But she did her best to listen, and for as long as she could, she never opened that music box. But then came her 23rd birthday. Her grandma had just passed away two months, two months before that, and she was going through and found her music box. And it brought up all of the curiosities, all those years that she had wondered, why can't I open this music box? What is it? What's wrong with it? Why, what's the secret? So she set about trying. But she realized she couldn't. She, had, she struggled to get it open. There was a key that she needed to unlock the music box so that she could hear it. She did not know where this key was. She began searching. In several points, as she checked her grandmother's wardrobe... Several boxes of her grandmother's things, through coat pockets, purses, necklaces, jewelry boxes. She wondered if maybe she really should just leave it. Why work so hard to keep away the thing to open this music box? Why make it a rule? Clearly something bad had to be in there, right? Why else would it be so important to not open to the music box to hide this key or lose it completely. But her curiosity got the better of her. The unfortunate thing, as Alice liked to always, as Alice's mother liked to always tell her, was that she was too curious and that her curiosity tended to get her into trouble. Alice felt that this wasn't really her fault. There was so little going on. She had to make herself curious about every small thing that came up. So she searched and searched and searched. And when she discovered that there was no key to be found anywhere, she decided to take a different approach. Her curiosity had given her quite the skill at picking locks. She was someone who liked to have her answers satisfied. And that meant unlocking doors that weren't supposed to be opened. So why not a music box? She took her pin out and began trying to, you know, fiddle with the tumblers and unlock the lock. <laughs> and minutes after she started, a click and a spring, and the box ripped open. I say ripped. Because as it opened, it pulled her in. Yes, the box itself pulled her in and she began falling down a tumbling, tumbling tube. A tunnel going down. And then when she landed, she was in this strange place where there were Victrolas all around her playing a strange melody. Sounding like a music box but coming out of the Victrola. It was very odd. 
The journey down the hole had enervated her, so when she landed, she felt tired, exhausted even, and the, the melody was wearing on her. It was coming from all directions, but at different times. So it was this weird, delayed, asynchronous sound hitting her. And she took a nap, curled up, and went to sleep. At multiple points, she felt like she was awake, but she was still asleep. It was a dream that she was having that was very much in the moment. She was dreaming herself as she was, unable to escape the melody. It permeated into her sleeping mind and ate at her and drew on her, and it was exhausting. The layers of sound grated at her ears and wore her down. The enervation wasn't just from the fall. The music didn't allow her the chance to pick back up to 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 energize herself to to push herself up if it was just the opposite experience that she had ever had with music typically she found that it tended to make her more energetic make her made her want to dance made her want to run around but not this time this time it felt like it was seeping into her head destroying all her thoughts, sinking with her brain waves and neutralizing them. Like the sound waves were some whole like destructive interference on her own brain waves. She couldn't even she didn't even have the energy to turn herself over or move her eyelids. It was a, it was just eating at her soul. After several minutes of this, she felt something scamper up toward her and climb on top of her. She could tell that it was some kind of rodent. She finally opened her eyes and looked. A small black mouse sat upon her chest, looking at her. And just as about, just, just about as she got the idea to shoo the mouse away, it spoke and it said, Hey kid. You're late. And then it scurried off. She'd never seen a talking mouse before, and she wasn't really sure she wanted to engage with it. But it seemed to be immune to the music. So maybe if she could just drag herself after it, just follow it, it could show her some way to stop this melody from eating at her. It was so hard she didn't have the energy the exhaustion wore down to her bones, her soul, her, her blood, her heart. She couldn't really bring herself to move. Her body felt so heavy, like she had lead tied to her limbs. In a painfully exhausting crawl, she managed to drag herself after the mouse. She had never really processed what she was on, because she didn't seem to be on any clearly consistent surface. There was some sort of floor, she wasn't sinking. But she couldn't identify for the life of her 
what that floor was. And as she dragged herself across it, she became more curious about it. And with the curiosity, some energy returned to her and she was able to drag herself just a little bit faster, push herself up a little bit more. The questions were beginning to interfere with the melody that was eating at her and she could finally start to move past the enervation. She finally got up to the mouse and realized she was now in a kitchen. It was a large industrial kitchen and on the counter were several pies. They all had a different smell to them, but she could tell that they were pies and she was peckish. So she went over to the pies to see about them and see what she could gather from them. Her curiosity gave way to her just deciding to eat a little bit of all of them. So she had one piece of each pie. And then she woke up. She woke up in the room, on the floor, with the music box resting next to her on its side. It's still closed. She was not able to open it. Her pin, her lock-picking pin in her hand. She still felt the exhaustion carried through. She had still heard the melody kind of ringing in the back of her head. Like it was stuck there and would never fully leave. She didn't know where she had been. And despite her curiosity, which constantly pushed her for answers and adventure and exploration, she found this time she didn't want to try and follow the leads. The exhaustion and weakness she had felt at the hands of the music scared her. The melody in the box too haunting. She set it back on her grandmother's vanity. Deciding that it was never to be opened again. And as she left her grandmother's house that day, some say they swore they could still hear the faint melody of the music box. And far, far, far away, in a town hundreds of miles away, on a little farm, a bunch of goats started to bleat. The end. I was about to get really pissed at you, but that actually does i'm okay with that <laughs> oh come on that like references no that, the other... that references the first yeah that's all right that yeah. references feeder goats implying that the demon presence was released from the box that yeah okay fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'll give it to you <laughs> uh, thank you uh, thank you i sometimes have ideas that are not bad <laughs> all right and that was the melody in the box by, by elon's sister and Ari's brother. Okay. Rolling the magic. Pyramid-shaped D4. We got a two. Into the Hollow Tree. Into the Hollow Tree by Elon's sister and Ari's brother. A collection of fairy tales. It's a collection. Okay. Well, now you said it, so now it's got to be. <laughs> All right. A collection of fairy tales. A collection of fairy tales. Into a the hollow tree. A collection of fairy tales. Once upon a hill, a hill in 
Massachusetts, but it wasn't called Massachusetts at the time. It was just Plymouth Colony. In 16-something or other, a long time ago, needless to say, there was a hollow tree that sat atop a hill that overlooked a small Puritanic church that was built in the shade of the tree. However, that tree, while initially a beacon, became something of a witch tale among the Puritans, as so frequently many things did. That tree was said to house the powers of a demon. What the colonists didn't know was that it did not house the power of the demons. It did house the power of several little elves. For the hollow tree was their home. In fact, the hollow tree wasn't just the dwelling of several little elves. It was a whole fey community. Fairies lived in that tree. Elves, gnomes, brownies. They all lived in different colonies, different parts of the tree. Some in branches, some in the base, in the trunks, some at the roots. But it was this living, breathing home for these living, breathing creatures that had nothing to do with the devil. The Puritans, of course, did not see it that way. All they saw were occasional strange lights dancing around the tree, or small voices and hums and trills in tongues they didn't understand that they would only vaguely catch as they walked by. Of course, it had to be witches. They didn't know such other things existed, and even if they did, they would still count it as magic and therefore witchcraft. There was a fae, a particular fae, that loved this tree and would take, in its own way, aggressive action against those who would show the tree harm. The tree was best known by the townsfolk as an evil tree, but this fae would play pranks on them. It would knock over their beer. It would upturn crops. It would tip animals over. It would do anything it could to play its own pranks, its own versions of attacks. One day, it began believing if it planted seeds beneath the buildings and gave those seeds magic, they would grow trees through their buildings, wrecking the very things they used to shelter. So the Fae set about planting these seeds and pouring its magic into them. The Puritans were very aggressive towards anything associated with witchcraft in their minds, so of course they did find the tree to be cursed, and they did come forth with ill will towards it. For after all, all of these strange goings-on, the ale dropping and crops being overturned, that all happened because something had to be doing it. A curse, a demon, a blight. And of course, once, when a tree lit up with strange lights and had strange voices surrounding it, speaking in strange tongues, of course, the tree had to be the cause. So, 
they set out at their church one day, approaching the minister? Probably. That sounds right. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'd be a priest, because that's Catholic. It's not a priest. It's definitely not a priest. It's just, is it a pastor, a minister, a reverend? Pastor. Probably pastor. Pastor? Approaching the pastor. The approaching vicar. the... The vicar, approaching the holy man, and... The insert Christian holy man here, because we are not educated enough about Christianity to know whether or not a puritanic uh, minister, uh, holy man is named... What he was. Um, A deacon? Is that a thing? I think it was reverend. I feel like it was reverend. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to go with reverend. Something feels right Um, about that. Something, yeah. Um... They approach the reverend at the end of church and asked if there was anything to be done about the tree, any way to purify its, ho- its wickedness. And the reverend said that everything is purified by flame. Only fires could truly purify the tree. The townspeople set out Determined to light the tree on fire, to torch it, and with it any evil witchcraft in its wake. But the Fae would not allow this to go lightly. And the second they had determined to make this choice, he unleashed it unleashed all of its energy into the seeds that it had planted. All of it, so much so that it was truly drained with very little life force left in it. But trees erupted through buildings, homes, the church itself, plants and vines all burst out from the floors, the walls, encircling everything, destroying the buildings and streets and roads until the town was overgrown, looking more like a forest, a small, small forest or a wood than a town housing people. That's the true story of Plymouth. The Plymouth colony that erupted afterwards in the 1700s grew next to the original forest settlement. No one realized that that was the original settling place. They just thought the entire settlement was leveled. They didn't realize that it was grown through. And that tree, that lonely tree, still sat on that hill, housing its fairy, its fey ecosystem. But, let no one forget the story of that tree lest you too end up being cursed and having your town destroyed by Mother Nature, for she'll always win, and her fey creatures are more loyal to her than they will ever be to you. The end. Okay, real talk, though. I would love to see Ellie Martin McKenzie turn that into a real story about, like, a fey creature in the Puritanic, like, like early, early settler in America period, 
and the fairy is just like dealing with these people who are like everything's a witch everything's a witch and the fairy's like no i'm like doing good shit i've literally not changed my behavior since before you got here and you guys are freaking out i could probably get a good like eight pages out of it yeah i I like that (laughs) i could probably get like two pages out of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i realized i didn't pull a challenge word for us oh no that is my bad it didn't happen do we so as i failed to do my job okay you're do i have to go to the penalty box (laughs) i don't know your call that's your call you should you choose if you're penalizing yourself i feel like i need to remember to do my job that that was bad of me all right all right then yeah, you. you All yeah. right. So uh, if anyone forgot, we are reading "Midgel Gets Pegged" by Katrina Hood. No, how 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 could how could we forget? Our... We left off at how do you preen them? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Need some help in preening them. Plenty. Conrad tilted her head further right and planted kisses down Midgel's neck. Midgel could barely stifle his moans as Conrad kissed and preened his neck. An unsatisfied moan escaped his beak when Conrad tugged on one of his neck feathers. Wait, he said. Hmm? Conrad lifted her head from Midgel's neck. Let me kiss you, please. Well, since you said please, I'll have to let you kiss me, she smirked. Where do you want to kiss me? Right here. Medigal brushed his right hand against his left earlobe, against her left earlobe, and down her neck to her clavicle. Kiss away. Conrad leaned to the left side of her head toward him, and feel free to nibble away. <laughs> Miguel began to nibble and suck at Conrad's clavicle. Oh, As God. he moved his kisses upward, he left a trail of love bites across her clavicle. This is a lot of uses of the word clavicle. After he kissed and nipped at Conrad's left cheek, as he kissed and nipped at Conrad's left cheek, Miguel began to nibble her earlobe. Conrad moaned as Miguel quickened the pace of his ear nibbling. Wow, these that's, clothes. that's a sentence I don't think you ever thought you'd say. <laughs> None of these sentences are ones I ever thought I would say. These clothes, <laughs> Miguel whispered into Conrad's ear. What about them? They're in my way. Miguel tugged on her shirt. Good line. Why good don't line. you remove them then? I think I'll do that, Miguel said. <laughs> he pulled Conrad's shirt off of her chest and tossed it aside. He unclipped her bra and tossed that aside as well. He grabbed her breasts and squeezed them in his hands. He licked his beak and played with the nipples. I'm so confused. I, okay, wait. Is he's a penguin, right? I don't know, Ari. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. But he has hands. He's a penguin, but he's got a beak and feathers and hands. Okay, I'm sorry. That's your problem with this. Well, that I that's mean. where you're drawing your problems. <laughs> there. Right there. You're you don't have problems with anything up until this point, but now that they said a penguin has hands, you're like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. No, anatomically penguins do not have hands. If he's touching the human woman's breasts in this sexual situation, he should be using his flippers, as that is what penguins have. Is that what you're is that there? That's the pr- I mean, 
like if you're gonna do it be anatomically correct about it <laughs> dude for real <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you <laughs> but you did laugh so I think we're good there that, yeah that calls that there alright oh boy oh boy <laughs> What happened? This was an episode. <laughs> a sleeper. This felt like a fever dream, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honest. I mean, this whole day for you, you're probably still dying. Yeah, so. a little bit. <laughs> um, Are you undead or what? I think I might be. Um, All well, right. well, uh, undead sister. Do you have anything to plug? And living brother. Uh, I <laughs> do actually. So, as uh, Elon mentioned, I, uh, as Ari's brother mentioned, there I have go. a, shut up, I have a uh, pen name, uh, an alter ego of sorts, Ellie Martin McKenzie. And Ellie Martin McKenzie, Ellie Martin McKenzie is the smart alter ego that writes books. And, and Ellie, Ari's, Ar- <laughs> Elon's sister Ari is, is the dumb struggling. alter ego that struggles with <laughs> words. Um, Ellie has a series of short stories published uh, fairly recently on Saga Fiction. Uh, They're on the app exclusively. So definitely download that app and check out the Afterlife series by Ellie Martin McKenzie. They're quite good, according to the reviews. Thank you. And uh, also check out the full-length novel, Turtle A or I should say novella, Turtle A uh, by Ellie on Amazon Fiction, Saga Kindle. Nope. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and those are our sponsors, folks. Once on again, Amazon we'd like to thank Kindle. Amazon Fiction for its support. <laughs> and wh- what would we do with that Saga Kindle? I don't know where we'd be. So thank you both to our sponsors. What a botched plug. All right. Yeah, you killed check your plug. Out, check out Turtle A by Ellie Martin McKenzie on Amazon Kindle, Saga Fiction, Kobo, and Google Play Books. There we go. Bam! And uh, I'm just going to say, good. listen mm. to this podcast and also listen to The Dollop by Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. And uh, All right. follow us on Instagram at a podcast oh, yeah, called Title, yeah, yeah. Uh, APCT Official. And if you yeah. would like to suggest titles or become a title tosser, just DM us. And we will add you to the Discord if you have Discord, where you can be part of the community of title tossers. Well, everyone. Pulling up the script. <laughs> Those were stories. These are titles. And this is a podcast. Dry your tears, everyone. We'll be back next time. All right, we did another one. Thank God. Thank God. Are you doing okay? Are you still alive? Should we? I'm alive. Should we break here so that you can go die? Yeah. All right, we'll resurrect you for the next recording. And uh, we'll be back next time. Hey.